Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Now I gotta adjust myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta get, we're gonna be here for like an hour or so. We gotta, gotta get nice yeah. and limber, you know? You gotta get comfy. You never know what's gonna happen. Like, you, it really sucks when you got like a tug on your nut and you're sitting here and you're just like, I'm on video now. So, I gotta like, I either gotta fix it with nobody noticing or whatever and and then of course they just seem like my arms moving below and you know i just naturally have like a perpetual i would say i don't know like a gross face so just everybody thinks i'm jerking out i'm just sitting here like Bleh! you know yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. about right and That's all i'm usually... doing is tugging on my beanbag you know just trying to be comfy That's it. yeah i picture you just always doing it throughout the indie pod episodes you know oh yeah yeah e- easily like that's I'm a very sexual being, and of yeah. course I, why, I need instant gratification just the whole time. That's why you can't get through these articles without tripping up over your words. It's not because you're like not smart. It's not because you can't read. It's just because you're too busy jerking it and you get yeah. lost in the sauce. You know, I'm just every time it's just a bust. It's yeah, like yeah. I'm just you know I'm I'm filling a gallon jar underneath here. It's oh, it's gross. slow. It's a painful <laughs> process, but <laughs> somebody's got to do it. <laughs> So big Josh boy, I, uh, over the weekend I posted in our discord, I got, got me a puppy, you know, cute super little, cute. yeah, cute little Corgi. Her name is Sunny. And, uh, I got to tell you a story because it's a weird experience. Okay. Yeah. So right. she, she kind of like woke up in the middle of the night, whatever. She's, she's a puppy. We're trying to like kennel train her. And of course, trying to, to train her to go to the bathroom outside instead of like pissing on her rug or whatever. So, right. yeah, she woke up and I was like, okay, I'm going to take her outside, make sure she doesn't have to go to the bathroom or anything so she doesn't, like, go to the bathroom in her kennel. Take her outside, bring her back in, put her back in the kennel. She falls asleep. She wakes up a little while later. My wife gets up with her this time, but my wife is like, you know what? I'll just stay up with her. Like, she took her out to the bathroom and she didn't seem like she was going to fall asleep. So she was like, ah, whatever. Like, I just, I'll fucking hang out. I'll watch like 60 days in, whatever. No big deal. And uh, I woke up a little bit later and I'm chilling there. I sleep without a shirt on, you know, because I burn hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some things about me. Okay, have I ever told you about how I sleep? And <laughs> I don't think that's come up yeah. before. <laughs> Strangely enough, in the three years of all the weird shit you tell me, it's never come up. Yeah, that's that's weird. Uh, of all the things, yeah. So I, for some reason, okay, I can't wear many clothes while I sleep. I wear pajama bottoms just because I feel a little bit more comfortable. Same but I can't wear much clothing. Because I run too hot and I just get too fucking hot. So instead, 
I, I well, I guess I also just can't touch my body. If I touch myself at all, I also get too hot because I run so hot. So I have to just overlap myself with the blanket or the pillow. Okay. Uh, needless to say, I wake up in the morning. You know, I just felt like I needed to overshare real quick. I wake up in the morning and I'm shirtless and Sunny's like on the bed. She's like fucking around. She's really excited. I get up, I go to the bathroom and then I go to get back in the bed. All my animals, for some reason, decide they want to be on my side of the bed. Never Same. any other side of the bed. Literally just mine. Yeah. Fucking assholes. I had like, the same thing with my dog too. The dog would literally, we would, every so often we put her on the bed and she would notice that I was walking towards my spot and the dog would like rush to make sure she sits right where I sleep. And I'd be like, excuse me, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, it's it's like they're a bunch of dicks, dude. They know what they're doing. They just don't give a fuck. But uh, I go to get back in the bed and I like move Sunny over a little bit. I get back in the bed. First thing she does, I'm convinced she knowingly did this. My wife think it was an, she thinks it's an accident, but I think she was just annoyed I moved her out of my spot. She clamped down hard on my fucking nipple. She, <laughs> she, she bit my nipple hard. And I was like, okay, I'm not exactly certain if like, I feel like that was on purpose, but the reasoning as to why it happened, I'm not sure about. I'm like, like you're you're a puppy. Like, are you trying to <laughs> what are you trying to get here? some milk, or are you just being a dick? Like, I moved you out of a spot, and you're just like, hey, bye bye nipple, you know? That's and how it works. You yeah, me, you lose a nipple. Okay, law of exchange, I guess you know. We fucking yeah, we we solved it. The law of equivalent exchange. Like, mm -hmm. I get my spot, mm -hmm. but I lose my nipple. You know. It's whatever. What it's a man tough. needs nipples for anyway. That's true. Tough price yeah. to pay, but you know what? You don't even need them. So they really just cares? tell you the temperature outside. Like that's, that's it. Yeah, that's true. You um, just tell people if it's chilly. You're like, I guess you... I, uh, my penis like also shrinks inside, so it's like I've got multiple ways to tell if it's chilly outside. But yeah, but the nipples is more obvious because they poke. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not well enough endowed for you to see my bulge normally so like when other people need to tell the temperature and you know just instead of uh gauging it themselves or using technology they just gaze at the nippies they hard as hell yeah. they're like okay i'm thinking uh by by the you know the uh, the crest of the nipple i'm thinking it's about 20 degrees outside it's always right it's always accurate my nipples they on point well Whew. i guess nipple only Near the nipple. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Only Ooh. the one. Well, at least you could still tell the temperature. You only need one, really. Yeah, I wonder if I have to pay that price every time I move her out of my spot. Like if she so always you, takes a nipple. Do you normally do you normally pick her up though? Is that like a Oh thing? yeah, she's super small. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's like yeah, I don't know. I was going to say it might be just because like the puppy's not used to being picked up and got scared or something. But if that's not the case and you're not constantly picking her up, she's just being a bitch. Yeah, she's being an asshole, dude. <laughs> Such a dick. Hello and welcome to IndiePod and Indie Games Podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we are bringing you one quick news story before, of course, hopping into a whole bunch of new stuff, uh, talking about our indie shoutouts and answering your often just wacky listener questions. Now, a lot it's of a people... Good yeah, they, they say they get wacky questions and it's just like, oh, uh, who's the, the hottest waifu in Shin Megami Tensei? Who's the best girl in this game? It's like, nah, dude, 
we get real shit, okay? Like, we we get a little weird. And interesting a enough, little? got a little Houdini story that I'm going to tell you here at the end because of one Ooh. of our questions. But I can't wait. Yeah, you're gonna you're I'm, gonna have to wait for then. But before we do any of that, I gotta introduce myself, Vaughn Hyde, alongside my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average Josh Boys. How you doing today, big Josh Boy? I'm doing wow, that was a that lot was the of, extra zhuzh. Yeah, that was a lot end. of zhuzh. That was you yeah, turning yeah. into a ghost halfway you're through like, that. Too much, <laughs> a, little, a little too much zhuzh on okay. my Josh boy. But I'll, I'll but turn I like, it down. I like the enthusiasm though. I like it because just a second you were yawning like a little baby and about to fall asleep, and now you got all this zhuzh. Minute yeah. that minute the camera hits you, you just become the star, baby. Yes. I have to admit, it's false judge, you know. False judge? You false like, judged me? Yeah, I will yeah. never forgive you. I, I faked it on you. I'm oh sorry, Big Josh boy. You know, I can't believe I just, I, I couldn't realize. perform. Too tired. It's I, maybe I need to eat a sandwich and I'll, uh, I'll be good to go for a is, solid round two. You know what I mean? But this is the last right time now, I trust a one nippled man. <laughs> A uh, little bit of housekeeping before we talk about what we've been playing. Uh, please check out our developer interview. Basically, just each and every Wednesday, we have an awesome one going up. But this Wednesday is specifically with Colorgrave, the developers of uh, Curse Crackers, from whom the bell tolls, or for whom the bell tolls. That one is going live on uh, March the 9th, which is, of course, like I said, a Wednesday. Uh, check Jewish. out. Yeah, 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 and more Jewish. I, I guess I lied again, you know? Yeah. One-nippled men, they are not to be trusted, just like a six-fingered man. Uh, please check out the IndiePod store over on Teespring. We've got shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got stickers. We have nothing else because I'm too lazy to do it. Uh, please check out our YouTube channel. It's just IndiePod over on YouTube. Leave, a, blah, 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 blah. Leave us reviews on any site in which you can do so, specifically iTunes and Spotify help us out a bunch. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the three dollars here or higher if you give us any amount of money or any amount of your time we absolutely love you for it and we thank you deeply but i made a blood pact and you know it's like the one thing i haven't told you about this is that it's not actually like i'm gonna die it will just take something from me specifically another nipple it's gonna maybe it's a nipple Maybe it's a little bit off the piece, and it's like I don't have enough to take off, so I gotta thank these three dollar patrons. Okay, I got. I it. can barely satisfy as is, so thank you so much to Surreal SC for letting me keep it. What did uh, you? What did you just say? I you said it again? said it again. Did you just do it again? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Serial SC. I don't know why I can't. I don't know either. I don't, I don't know, know why I can't say this fucking thing. And maybe I just need to eat some cereal. Like for it's real, true. dude. I've been craving some Captain Crunch your... for a while. Is that your favorite kind? Captain? Are you a no, big Captain okay. fan? That's a lie. I don't like Captain Crunch. Okay. I like mm -hmm. Berry like Colossal Crunch. crunch. It's the off brand of Captain Crunch that they sell at Winco. It's fucking delicious. Okay. Wow, Captain that's Crunch. That's too rich for my blood. Okay. That's an we didn't get twist. the name brand shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> an interesting kid. twist to that question that we're about to answer uh, in an hour or so. <laughs> Ah, man. Didn't even think about it. Thank you so much to Ryan, Ethan, and Gamer for Fun. John, 
It's just John, bro. Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You are all so amazing. And it is Serial SC, not Surreal, like I've said 85 fucking times, that will eventually drive me to my deathbed. An earlier grave than I was already planning. Okay, thank you all so much. Planning your death? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I've got a tentative date. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. this is probably when I'm going to die, you know? It's I like, I eat I a lot it. of salt. I get angry a lot. Um, You know, always dehydrated from the constant masturbation of IndiePod. That's true. It's like, they're... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great title for something. <laughs> the constant like... <laughs> masturbation of IndiePod. <laughs> it just, there's too much going on, and I'm fairly certain, yeah, I'm going to like... I'm thinking I'm going to die before I'm 40, you know? It's mm, like, that's, that's I feel like that that's a good off. time. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 26 now. Got a solid, like, what, 14 years uh, with the puppy, with my wife, whatever child we have will be like, man, sucks for you. Should have came earlier. You know what I mean? Like, sucks I mean, to been suck. Doing that this entire episode, but, so. uh, <laughs> Uh, but Big Josh Boy, you have been playing some more Risk of Rain 2 by Hapu Games. What exactly made you jump back into it? New DLC, baby! Oh ho ho! They nice. just came out with new DLC that is all about the void. So in Risk of Rain 2, there was always this concept of the void world. There was this uh, kind of hidden path where if you ended up paying this strange-looking blue kind of rock... Uh, a lunar coin. I know this makes no sense if you don't play Risk of Rain, but basically a currency in the game you would give to a specific object that randomly spawned in levels and it would create a teleport, uh, a teleporter that was blue, this like just area that you could jump into and it would be a different path in the game. And what it did was it took you to this world that was just kind of like a shop. But if you fell down, like you have to literally fall to your death almost in this one specific area in that shop to find another portal that's hidden and then go through there and you would get into this void world. And it's this world where you have to stay within portals. It's like disconnected from the world where certain characters can't even use certain moves and you can't like, it's just this totally different area. And it would be an endless wave of, not endless, but it would be in multiple waves of enemies would come at you and you'd have to try to defend yourself and then run through. And the big thing was there's like this dome that would protect you when you're fighting things, but anything outside in this void world will constantly kill you. Like slowly it does damage to you over time. Oh, is this like the weird thing that you and I did where like no time actually passes outside? Exactly. Oh, okay. I get you. That is the void world, and that's always been a thing in Risk of Rain 2. And then they started, uh, for this DLC, they wanted to go, like, fully into that area. So now they kind of revamped it, and they actually made that a lot harder, so you can't cheese the game and just do that really early to get strong and be able to fight the game because the outside world will kill you a lot quicker. But they also (laughs) made it so there's a new portal after you defeat that that you can go through which will take you into a deeper part of the void world and you fight all these different uh, creatures and go through. Um, I haven't finished that yet because we... Honestly, we ended up dying. It's very embarrassing. We're just... We're terrible gamers. It's very sad. Got our, our asses beat. But it's because these enemies have these moves where you kill them, some of these void monsters, and they just do it and like this AoE blast that just one-shots you. And we were like, what the fuck? So... 
We have to get back into it. But another piece of this DLC is that they created an endless wave mode that is super fun. And I like this. Uh, I want to say almost more than granted. I've played a bunch of Risk of Rain 2, so that's probably why it's just because it's new. But like, I love this endless wave mode. What they do is you have um, in each level, there's 10 waves. And you're on different maps that you see normally, like uh, that you would play through the game, but they're like void versions of it where anything outside this like little circle that you have to stand in will hurt you and kill you. And so the first five waves you do within that circle and you can go outside and there's a bunch of chests and a bunch of things that have items and you want to grab it, um, but it will hurt you, obviously. And then after the first five waves, the little like teleporter thing just gets up. It's like this jellyfish and starts moving and you have to follow it or you'll die. So you're like, oh, oh God. And while it's moving, you have to be like, oh, there's a chest over there. I think I can go run over and, and buy something and then come back and like get back into the circle. And like, it's very chaotic. And at the end of each wave, there's an item for you to, to pick out a three, which is really good because it gives you a little <coughs> bit more variety rather than just getting a random one and being like, ah, I'm shit out of luck because it's not good for my build. So you have more of a chance, which is nice. Um, and the great thing is every time a wave happens and it starts like a new one, for those who died, their character will be revived, which is super, uh, just super accessible from the fact that a lot of the times in Risk of Rain, if you die once, you're kind of just shit out of luck because you can't get any items where this makes it more, uh, just easy, easier for you to actually play a part, even if you die once on accident, for you to come right back and be like, oh, I'm, now I'm here, I can start getting items again, and it's not as detrimental. Um, but, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we got to the farthest we got to was wave 61. I think it was. Um, Damn. Yeah, it was pretty good, uh, which dude at, at like 40, my computer like chugs. There are just moments where there's so much going in this game because there's so many enemies and there's so many particles that happen within the game. My frame rate just fucking chug like drops so hard hard and there's just a lot of time where i'm like playing and i'm like i have no idea what's happening but i hope i still survive <laughs> like it's just kind of like a, a flip of the coin if i'm gonna make it um but it's still it's a lot of fun and with this there are two new characters there's a sniper class which is a lot of fun to play but is weak as hell when it comes to people being on top of him so i hate playing him for this wave mode because everything is literally like right next to you um, but then there's also this like void creature that you get for getting to level or to wave 50 in it that you unlock. And that one is like super cool. Cause he goes back and forth between corruption, uh, like forms and not of being like this really powerful, strong character. And then when you're not, you have corruption that you're constantly gaining <clears throat> and you can like take away that corruption to heal yourself. So it makes it super easy for him to run out and just constantly heal himself and grab all those items for that specific mode. So I feel like they made that with that intention, but it's a really cool design. Um, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Honestly, like I definitely want to play more of it. I want to do more of the waves. I want to see what that void world and the, you know, that path will take you to as far as like what the final boss is in that type area. Um, but like I said, I'm enjoying it a lot. I definitely would recommend it if you're a fan. And then one of the things I didn't even talk about, which is super cool, is they've created a ton of void items, like these new just items in the game, both regular new items, which is cool, as well as these void versions, which are like corrupted items. So it'll be like, um, 
a ukulele is an item in the game where when you hit people, it'll do this electric damage that bounces to people. Whereas uh, there's now a corrupted version, which if you pick it up, it will corrupt all of your ukulele. So you have four ukuleles and then you pick up that corrupted one. Then you'll have five because you picked up the first one and you'll have five corrupted ukuleles. And now what it does instead is it changes it. So now all of that like bounce damage is a single target attack. And so it's, it just depends on what that corrupted item does, but it changes that for whatever you had picked up before. I, I think it's super cool. I definitely like it because it, you know, it, it adds just more variety to the game. It adds more of like, is this a good item? Is this a bad item? Or at this stage of the game, it's really me just being like, what the fuck is this? Picking it up and being like, oh, OK, this either sucks or doesn't. Um, but I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I definitely recommend it if you are a fan of Risk of Rain 2. It is uh, a paid DLC. So obviously there's that that you have to keep in mind. But it's not that much. I think it was... It's $14.99, and right now, for the next 17 hours, which I guess technically patrons will hear this, uh, it's like 35% off, so it's $9.74. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking it was $10, because I, I had it on the discount uh, version of it. Yeah. But I, I still think it's worth it. Like it, it adds a lot of extra content. It adds two new characters. It adds this totally new game mode. It adds a number of different paths and like just kind of tweaks to the game for how it was uh beforehand and i i can't say enough good things about risk of rain 2 and this is just another thing to add to that uh pile of praise that i've got for it so definitely check it out yeah the rail gunner seems like a very very cool new uh new survivor i the for some reason i feel like the void fiend would be more like too complicated for me but i'm like a sniper boy I See, could do it. The Void Fiend's not, though. At first, you look at him, and you're like, ah, kind of. But he's only got really two moves. He's got, like, this one pew, pew, pew blast move. <laughs> and he's got a charge up, like, giant Kamehameha-type ball attack that he has. And then he's got his uh, shift, which is literally just him kind of floating up in the air. So he just, like, flies up, and it gets rid of all, like, debuff. So if he's on fire, you get rid of that. But honestly, then, that's hilarious because I was thinking that he looks like a palette swapped Buzz Lightyear and you're like, he flies. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Kinda. For real, he's Buzz Lightyear with a fat arm instead of a laser. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have this corrupted mode, which just will either if you're not corrupted, it takes away your corruption and heals you. Or if you are corrupted, it lets you stay in corrupted mode longer, but it takes away your health. And so going corrupted just makes those different things that you have stronger. So like your pew pew blast turns into this giant like laser beam, but it's short range rather than farther. And then your, you know, Kameha ball blast attack just becomes stronger. So he's like, he's pretty like at first you're like, oh no, there's a lot of things to this, but it's it's pretty simple. The rail gunner is obviously easy because he He just has, he just, he just (laughs) shoots boys. But I like you could do a good amount of damage, but you are so friggin' weak that you will get one shot like all the time. That's okay, big Josh boy. He'll be up there. He'll be tanking. I'll just be in the back. Like, don't you worry. I'll take down that enemy. It's okay. I'll just yeah. pew, pew, pew. It's you know. I, that's how I think I'll play. it. I think it works better on like the normal mode where there's a lot more space for you to run around. Whereas in this, uh, like the endless waves, you have a very finite amount of space that you could run to and hide from, which is like. Uh, especially on those like once you get past wave 30 it's like there's enemies everywhere does their shift at least give you some sort of like verticality like a higher jump similar to like the yeah the sniper's kind of a thing is like rain down fire from above and it's like 
So if the they just like fucking run fast. It's not going to do anything. No, they have something. They throw this like pulse grenade and it doesn't damage, but it pushes everything away, including oh, okay. yourself. So what you do is you throw it down. And if you're trying to go like real far ahead of yourself, you just walk over it and jump and it like propels you forward. Or if you okay. want to just stand on top of it and it'll launch you into the air. However, when you're first getting used to it and what one of my buddies kept doing was just propelling himself right off of an edge. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it seems like it'll be an interesting uh, interesting new survivor, but the DLC does look really cool. Do you have to how you're kind of like explaining the way to get into the void before? Do you have to go around? Like do you have to do that to get there again or is there like an easier way since like this is a DLC entirely based on it? No, so so you don't because this DLC although it's it's based entirely like in that type of setting it it's not where there's a lot of like you could play the game normally and you'll still get a number of uh, pieces that uh that, that come with the DLC. So you have those corrupt items. Now you'll see throughout the land there are these boxes where you have to give up a percentage of your health to open up something that will give you those corrupted items. You also have all the new items that they've added that are just normal items to the game, so legendary items, regular items, whatever what have you. And then you have, you know, this totally new game mode, which this is just you start it up and you have that endless waves mode. But this uh, this pathing. Uh, oh, as well as there are new characters and new enemy types that show up as well in the normal mode. So it does like it's based on this whole premise of like the void kind of taking over and becoming more of a presence. But you don't necessarily have to go through that area and get to that void world to experience a lot of the elements of it right oh okay all right well any last things you want to say about risk of rain 2's new enter the void dlc get the game play it that's all it. right there you go okay 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 once again risk of rain 2 by hapu games just released the enter the void dlc 14.99 over on steam i would assume price is comparable on everything else whatever uh so yeah. me i've just been playing more Elden Ring, you know. Hey, oh. I ended up, I I got out of that that place that I goofed on myself into. It actually yeah. wasn't that hard to get out of. I just ran around the rim until I found another side of grace, which allowed me to teleport. To That's teleport? all I had yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't too hard. Now, though, I'm actually in the part of the game where I kind of have to go back to that place. And I'm mm. like, I guess I'm probably like a solid 25, 30 levels higher. But man. That place fucking sucks. Instead, I'm like in this area where for some reason there's uh, it. So I've beaten two major bosses for the most part. I each give you like part of a rune or part of the larger L like Elden rune, which these two runes can then be made into an Elden ring, which then you become an Elden Lord. It's very weird. Uh, but I'm just kind of exploring a little bit, trying to finish some quests like uh, the Sorcerer Rogier's quest. Boy's got like a fucking centipede legs now for some reason. And I don't understand why. And I was like, I'll do his quest to find out why. And it's just like half my body is covered with death. And I'm like, that's not a good reason why you have centipede or le like centipede legs, bro. That's weird. Like you like I do like me some centipeders. Yeah, some centipeders. So I I don't know what's uh what's up know. with that boy, but I'm trying to finish his quest, so I'm doing a whole other quest. It's a lot, but I'm enjoying Elden Ring, really liking it. 
That's all I'll say about it. Now it is time to hop in to our first news story. This is over on IGN. It is written by George Yang, and it is Lost Game Award for Celeste Discovered on eBay by YouTuber. I would like to know how this got lost. So like, this, yeah, this is the story that like I read this and I was like, this is super interesting and very nice. But like, this isn't the real story that yeah. people want to know about is like, why don't they have that? Yeah. Why, why don't they, they have it? How the fuck did this random person get it? It's like, what? Like, I don't understand. But on, on to the article, uh, the Game Awards. I'm not going to read that part because we know what the Game Awards is. And it's like a real fucking stupid way to describe it so instead i'll just go to uh prestige is key ryan b is a youtuber and streamer he's always wanted a replica of the game awards trophy so he scoured ebay for the past five years to see if there were any five fucking years to try to find a game award holy shit <laughs> i want to know if that's 3d like, print that bitch say, dude oh well that's true too you should just do that but I wonder if that's something where, you know, you're looking for five years. Is this like a, a running joke on his stream or something? Is he like, maybe here's the weekly check? Like, or is this just five years where he said it once and then like five years later he checked again and was like, oh shit, it's right here. Like, cause that's a very yeah. different experience. Yeah. How much time and energy is he putting into this five years? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't it seems like I'm way too sure. much. Yeah, maybe, but he got one, dude. He really got That's one. Uh, so he ended up coming across a listing for five hundred dollars. I, I really love that they go into like this weird detail. Five hundred dollars that contained one. After putting in an offer for three hundred and seventy-five dollars, the seller accepted it and shipped it to Ryan. It's like just to show Ryan B. He's a frugal little bitch, dude. He he fucking he haggled <laughs> he's them like, down. He's like, uh, it ain't worth that much. Yeah, they're like 500, 325, 500, 326. And he just kept going 327, 328. And they're like, fine, dude. Fucking 375. Uh, uh, fine. I'm sick of this shit. Like, <laughs> just, that's Ryan B for you, dude. He's yes. the best haggler of all time. I do. He's got that fucking charisma stat maxed i know you're about to get into it in the article but my favorite part about that being listed as 500 is that seemingly this person selling it also didn't know what it was yeah it was but like they were but they were like this bucks? is probably 500 worth yeah i mean i don't know if you went to extremely okay games and you're like i bet i could get more than 500 bucks for this you know like i wonder the the person that sold this to ryan if there were like fucking 375 motherfucker i should have <laughs> i should have tried to sell it for more <laughs> yeah Maybe, i don't know. know uh the seller didn't even deal in video games its other listings include car parts mufflers and engine components which once again how the fuck did they get this it doesn't make any sense uh, even on the listing, the seller admitted to having no idea what the trophy's origins were. But how did you get it, though? That's all I want to know. <laughs> like, George I Yang, woke. did you not reach out and be like, but seriously, though, like, did you just fucking fall out of the sky? Did you Dude. pull it out your buns? Like, where did this fucking thing come from? One day I awoke and there that trophy was. Maybe they didn't want to tell because they stole it, you know? Well, yeah, I mean... But like, I don't know. That doesn't. Seem, I don't know. It it, it seems weird because they I don't. They seemingly don't understand what they have. So yeah, why would they steal like, it? Why would they steal it? And like, 
I don't know, why wasn't this a bigger thing? How come in 2018 there wasn't like an article of like extremely okay games wonders where their trophy is? Like I, maybe there was and we just didn't see it or didn't I, cover it. Like I mean, that's early indie pod, bro. I guess uh but that's true. Whatever, dude. Ryan, or when Ryan received the package, the trophy wasn't a replica. I'm wondering how he knew immediately that this shit wasn't a replica, but whatever. Uh, it turned out to be the actual trophy that Extremely OK Games won at the 2018 Game Awards for the best indie, uh, best independent game with Celeste. He then reached out to Heidi Mota, uh, operations manager, Extremely OK Games, and confirmed with her that Celeste developers never received the trophy. They're given a trophy on the stage. Is that so not confused. the one that you that's, got? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Like, what the hell's going on? Granted, there's a lot of those, you know, those uh those awards where they're just like, uh, they just kind of say it on the bottom and they don't even really give them any time of day. Like maybe it was yeah. one of those. So like maybe it was like a paper mache award. And they're like, yeah, you'll get yeah, the real yeah. one later. We haven't ordered yeah. it for you yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We the haven't... votes just came in. Like you're fr- it's hot off the presses right, that fucking right. Celeste just won this award. Don't worry. Jeff Keeley's sh- like, fuck, dude, pot guy needs 85 years to sit on this stage. We we gotta make some more awards. Pa- paper mache them bitches up, 3D print them. I don't care. Let's go. Pot guy needs time to slowly move across the stage his fucking name is alexander by the way isn't that awesome it's it's great i mean such a look, cute boy don't worry we're sending you your award in an old broken down car that someone will find <laughs> and sell for parts on the side of the road. the road like it's like a fucking jalopy this guy like just fixed it up Whatever. Uh, Ryan decided to ship the trophy back to its rightful owners, but not before doing an unboxing video for it. This is the one thing that annoys me, which Moda agreed to let him do. He literally has this. This is, at this point, his property. It's not let him do shit. He can fucking do it if he wants. Like, I, I, I just don't like that wording where it's like, Bro paid $375 for this shit. That's his, bro. Yeah, he better get that content. Zero historical significance. I don't think there would be any fucking law enforcement agency in the world that would be like, you got to give it back. Like, come on, dude. It's not like he fucking is in possession of a human body or the Declaration of Independence because he was like, is there really a treasure map on the back? Like, no, it's a fucking game award. Is at this point his property. If he wants to take it out of a box on a video, he can do it. The box itself has the Game Awards logo, and inside the box, uh, covered in smooth black silk. Mm. This is a professional ass box, dude. It's not even just the award. So, ooh, you telling me they don't just put it in the used shoe box? So, dude, did they send you your award? Like, was this lost in the mail? I guess so. And this, oh my God, is this where all the packages go that are lost in the mail? Is that fucking Mushoku Tensei uh, manga that I bought just being sold on eBay? Because Probably. fuck me for $375? You should look it up. It might be there. I think I need to ask Ryan B, dude. Yeah. I'm going to be like, do they also sell a bunch of mismatched socks? Because maybe they're also the place where all your uh-huh. lost socks go. That's you know? true. That's true. Maybe this you... person owns like an interdimensional portal. Yeah. I think you should spend five years searching. 
That's a that you know At a minimum. You that know? is such a specific amount of time that I feel like it's it's appropriate. Yep. Yeah, five yeah. years. That's uh, Ryan B deserves me to find out where this fucking person got it from because they sure. are just that charismatic. Three seventy five for five hundred dollar bid. Come on, dude. Come on. You fucking, you're a baller. You just. You you won everything right there. Uh, Ryan also mentions that the trophy. I hate this. The trophy is heavier than it looks, and most of the weight is centered at its base, so it could hold up the rest of the award. Additionally, he mentions that the trophy's wingtips were sharper than anticipated, as uh, they were warped in, uh, or they were wrapped in foam in order to protect people from its edges. Which is imagine if he just like unboxes how fucking cut himself on it. <laughs> Just like on video, he's like, I, I wish they wouldn't have let me do this. I got to go back and give it to them. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm bleeding like out. I'm dying. The video is him just trying to get rid of the blood stain. Yeah, him like frantis, uh, frantically scrubbing his <laughs> DNA off of this fucking award. Uh, for his generosity, Ryan says that Extremely OK Games will offer him signed copies of Celeste as well as reimburse him for the amount he paid for the eBay listing. That's at very least what I would expect from this. If I paid $375 or something... Fucking give me that money back and you can have your award, you know? Would it wouldn't that be even better if he was like I paid five hundred dollars? He's just like the original bid was five hundred dollars. Me being the fucking charismatic boy I am, I haggled that down to three seventy five, but like that took work. Give me the five hundred. Got to pay me for my labor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need uh, an additional amount for my uh, fucking time and suffering. Like, let's. It's true. He cut himself. He's bleeding out. Yeah, this thing is sharper than expect than anticipated. It should have been covered in foam. It should have been entirely made out of foam, not just wrapped in foam. <laughs> So this is just some weird shit. We we've kind of goofed on it enough, but like, I just want to know what's up with this shit, dude. This will be the great mystery of our time. How did this boy (laughs) get this award? Why was it only five hundred dollars? Did they truly not understand the price of this fucking historical, like historically important item? Like, come on, it's a game award for God's sake. I imagine Jeff Keighley had some dumbass musical guest on that time. Was it uh, fucking like The Who? I don't know. Was it The Doors? Was it any other band that begins with The? You know? I don't know. But maybe. Could be. Seems like that's Jeff Keighley's jam. You know what? Probably touch Hideo Kojima. Easily adds 100 bucks onto that. Bro should have got like, I don't know, 600 maybe $700 for this item. Maybe, yeah. He got suckered. Fucking Ryan B gets you know, swindled, bro. Ryan B knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People need to watch out for Ryan B. He's fucking, he's taking you for house and home over here on eBay. <laughs> okay, Big Josh boy. If you randomly came across a fucking game award on the internet, are you going to buy it now knowing that it just, it, it's worth so much money? And you can extort a random indie developer for <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted a signed copy of Celeste. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna spend three hundred seventy-five dollars to to play the long haul game, and yeah. uh, and then make an unboxing video. I think that's, I mean, but only if they let you though. 
Oh, like, that's true. That's true. If they don't, I let guess me, we're not also not including the amount of money that he probably made from that unboxing, that unboxing video. video. Yeah. So bro came out on top on this one. Yeah. I you mean, know, that, that he got video, reimbursed, made the video, copies of Celeste, and he made uh, the yeah. fucking eBay person look like a fool. That so, video's got thirty thousand views. Gotta be getting something for that. Probably made at least ten dollars on that. Because the YouTube apocalypse is like, hey, fuck you. You know? That's how it works. I mean, that's good money. You can't I'll say no to ten dollars. Ten dollars is ten dollars. All right. You could buy a burrito at that. Times are I bought a Subway sandwich today. It was eleven dollars. You could have bought the majority of my Subway sandwich. It's eleven for a Subway sandwich? Yeah. Cause I got I I told you about this before. I basically just make a pizza sub, like it's a meatball sandwich. Mm. I got some pepperoni on there. Of course, they're like it's gonna be extra for pepperoni, and I'm like y'all are being fucking you're pinching How? pennies for no reason. Like you're being a dick I, about this. So I haven't been in a subway in a long time. Am I crazy? Like there used to be, and granted, this the is a five long time ago. Long yeah, thing. there was a five dollar foot long. Yeah, what is that? Doesn't now? exist anymore, really. <laughs> it's like the the annoying thing is the five dollar foot long thing. I think it only exists for certain sandwiches now. So however oh. much they're known for, like the commercials that are like five, five dollar, five dollar foot long. You know, however yeah. many yeah. prostitutes use that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't have that anymore. So instead, I'm like, I want a foot long meatball sub, and they're like, eight nineteen, and I'm like, ooh, whatever, dude. I'm gonna make me a pizza sub. So like, extra two bucks to throw on some pep, you know? Because of course, I'm surprised they don't fucking charge me for the cheese and everything. Also, I mean, I don't know where I'm going at this subway thing, but but super annoyed today so i get me this subway sandwich walk in i'm like can i get a foot-long meatball on italian urban cheese the the girl's like we don't have italian urban cheese right now uh it like just got out of the oven so sadly we can't serve it and everything and i was like Isn't oh that's that, fine like, the like time to get it it's nice <clears throat> yeah and that's fresh. what i thought you know, that's that's what I would have like, thought. But we usually let our bread like, stale up for about two days before yeah. we give it to the customers. So, you know, you're going to have to Completely wait. unavailable. Even though I could literally see it, like, directly behind her. Completely unavailable. No, you cannot have this delicious bread. Clearly, Instead, I was she just like, wanted it for herself. She was like, this is my lunch. So much bread, dude. bread. So fucking much bread. It was insane. There was like 85 loaves of bread right there. Whole store wow. filled with what bread. A fucking, what a fucking All the bread that I can't have, you know? What, not for you. <laughs> I seriously wonder if she just fucking hates me and wanted to ruin my pizza Maybe. sub. Because she was like, we don't have that bread. And I was like, okay, what bread do you have? And she's like, we have the artisanal Italian, which I figured out like five minutes later. That bitch just white bread. Like, that's just straight up lying to people. That's like some fucking... That's just like normal ass bread. Like it's not artisanal Italian bread. Like it's fucking white bread. Eat a dick. But like, okay, I can't have the bread I want, you know? Whatever. I get it toasted. Still a pizza sub. However, ruined my experience is because I can't have the bread I want. I I buy some cookies because they're like three cookies for a dollar. Each cookie normally like 50 cents or whatever. I was like, whoo. Three cookies for a dollar, and wow. the bag seems to think these are chocolate chip when they're not. Ooh. They're the new Huckleberry, oh like white chocolate ones that are even more money. Hell yeah, wow, that's a steal right dude, there. Dude, you're yeah. You should call you Ryan B. Look at you haggling down. You're getting yeah, all dude. these deals. God Shows damn. Shows them to fucking tell me I can't have the bread I want, even though I can see it right there. I'll fucking take all these cookies, you know? Fuck you guys. That's right. You so, gotta make a stand. 
Get me some cookies. Yeah, it's like 12 bucks, whatever. As I go to walk out, look over, boom. She's literally giving somebody the fucking bread I wanted. And I was like, I asked Chase because he was there with me. I was like, dude, literally five minutes went by between what she told me I could not have that bread. And the next person could have that bread? What? That was enough. What the fuck is that? It's funny that she wasn't like, can you wait like five minutes for the bread to do whatever it needs to do? Yeah, I asked Chase. I was like, what changed in that five minutes? And he's like, the bread had to rise. I don't know. (laughs) And I was like, really? And that lady was in the store with me when this person told me I couldn't have that fucking bread. Wow. What a fucking baller. She just walked in and be like, hey, you know how you told that guy no? Well, (laughs) give me that fucking bread, though. Yeah, I imagine like maybe she was like, I can see it right there. Maybe. Like, give me that bread. And they're just like, you know, it's not like it hasn't had time to cool. And she's like, I'm fucking toasting it anyway, dumbass. Like, give me that bread. You know, maybe that's maybe I should have just been a dick. The person before me asked to get their meat on the bottom of the sandwich instead of the top. And these subway employees just weren't having it. They're like, sorry, we can't do that. We're supposed to put it on the top. And I was like, how does it change anything for you? You just put the fucking shit on the other side. And Chase was like, when I brought it up to him, he was like, what does it change to have it on the bottom? And I was like, I don't know. But apparently that changes something for that person. (laughs) Yeah. Like. Just fucking put it on the bottom. Like, what is this? Tell me I can't have my bread. They can't do that. This is bullshit. Fucking Subway. Sounds like uh, you should go to a better Subway. No, dude, I got beef with all Subway employees. The one down the street from my house, they fucking suck, too. Every time. Never got meatballs. It's absolute garbage. What a weird sore spot. Um, yeah, we're talking now about that we have talked today. about indie games for a solid, you know, 10 minutes, never talked about my beef with subway employees. Uh, it is time for us to hop into news cram. Cram. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we the host of IndiePod and Indie Games podcast, cram you full of all sorts of indie games news. This week we have ooh, ooh what was that? I may have just I I might have just said queef. You yeah, know? I might have just like. said a pussy fart. No, tell us, tell us about this uh, queef. This week we have one quick news story for you before we hop into new stuff. <laughs> our first and only. Quick news story for you comes to my way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that 11-bit studios developers of the wartime... Su- oh, nope, that's from last week, dude. We yep. ain't got nothing. You know, I didn't nothing. delete that, actually, because 
Uh, I had a news story, and then I was like, "This is fucking stupid." So uh, I just took it know, out. That's didn't it's weird because I saw that there was nothing, and I my eyes were scrolling back and forth in this doc, and I was like, "I don't know what news story he's like, talking about," but there, I just dude. let there's you fly into you the sun. No fucking queef news story. Instead, no we're just going to hop into new stuff. Our first six items in new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that Exploration RPG Potato Flowers in Full Bloom by Pon Pon Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam on March 10th. That RPG adventure game Haven by the Game Bakers just received a new update that adds same-gendered couples to the game. That RPG Omori by Omocat LLC is getting a physical release through fan gamer with pre-orders live at the time of this recording and an expected release date of june 17th it's actually uh the expected shipping date mm. so technically you might not get your shit for a little while after that but yeah or you might not ever get it and then ryan b will uh pick it up yeah for you. buy it on ebay dude he'll yeah. buy it for 300 uh, you know what it sells for like i think 35 dollars he will buy it on ebay for a hay penny. That's like five cents, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then he will then sell it back to the Omori developers for three hundred dollars, you know? Sounds like not right. goofing on Ryan B. He's a fucking salesman. Yeah. He is out here, he's grinding, he's in the trenches, he knows how it is, bro. He's the fucking like the next everybody's like, oh my god, what's the next big next big cryptocurrency? It's Ryan Bucks. That's what B stands mm. for. It's fucking Ryan Bucks. He's got this branding on point. That's right. He's going to be many, a millionaire by the end of this year, bro. I can't wait. How many Ryan Bucks do you think it'll take to buy Omori? Fuck, you got me there. That's It's a lot of Ryan Bucks, you know? It's mm. too much because uh, this physical edition of Omori, it touched the original creator of the Ryan Buck. So it's mm. worth even more. Like I said, Hideo Kojima, he touched that award. Why Ryan didn't see that as an opportunity to make more money? Hey, Guillermo del Toro probably fucking put his like buttery hands all over it. Mm. Dude, you I don't understand why he didn't be like, nah, you want this award? Five thousand dollars, six million dollars, you know, all the yeah. profits of yeah. Celeste. You know how much money an independent uh developing company has. They're just like, Yeah, you probably got six million on you. Yeah. They're like, how much did Celeste make? And they're like, six million dollars. And he's like, five point nine million dollars, and you can have this. Like, I'll leave you guys something. <laughs> the skateboarding simulation game The Ramp by Hyper Paradise is headed to the Nintendo Switch on March 17th. Oh, damn. My what dog's awake. Oh, that was the dog? She's All barking. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, that Metroidvania Good. Wife Quest by Pippin Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch on March 16th. She's going off. Uh, that puzzle game Seventh Sector by. You could do what the this. fuck is this? Jakob Sebren, maybe. Oh, I think my wife's giving her a bath. That's why. I hear oh. the, yeah, I hear the water going. She smells like a farm dog right now. So we're gonna, gonna clean her up a bit. She's yeah. a turd. Uh, is getting a physical release through strictly limited games with pre-orders live at the time of this recording. Now over to Polygon, where it's supported that investigation game Paradise Killer by Kaizen Game Works is headed to PlayStation and Xbox platforms on March 16th. That third-person action game Sifu by Slowclap just received an update that adds Mandarin Chinese voice acting among a host of bug, fi bug fixes and UA tweaks to the game. That 2D brawler, Young Souls by 1P2P, 
you got to assume those peas are peepees, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is headed uh, or Dr. is Seuss heading story. to one P, two P. You see my PP. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it it tells kids about the, the dangers of adults uh, is headed to all last gen platforms, including PC and the Nintendo Switch on March 10th. Sometimes I think like Big Josh was just going to stop right in the middle. Like I'm going to say something. He's going to be like, I'm done. You know, I mean, it's like, I this think is it's, over. I think it's it's a good lesson to teach children. <laughs> yeah, the world is a scary place. You yeah, can't and be- who who fucking could teach kids about this outside of Doctor Seuss? I'm fairly certain they're dead, but Dr. they're Seuss? writing new books. They're like fucking they're- Tom Clancy. They're making all sorts of new shit, even though they're beyond the grave, dude. Yeah, Did Dr. you know Seuss ghosts can create fiction? You know, it's true. Ghosts there are you go. among us. Yeah, each exactly. Other and now Front IGN reported that Netflix has renewed the Cuphead show for a second season. Damn, uh, this was, was accompanied by the announcement that the second season will be arriving this summer. So that's, that's pretty sweet. Wow, that's that's quick. They clearly yeah. already had that like in the works. Yeah, they just uh, they announced the renewal, but it's like, it's like they fucking gave you two seasons yeah. right off the bat. Like, are you Let's sure you're not just making a part one, part two that was just already in the works? It seems so weird because Netflix is so quick to make these decisions. And I'm always like, is that because of viewership right away? Like the Cowboy Bebop show was almost immediately canceled. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like you you'd have to assume so, you know, and it's like. Maybe I guess this like went really well with test audiences or something like I, I don't really know. Or maybe yeah, it was like the first week you get the first week and whatever reviewers say about this shit yeah, that, that decides on like a season two. It seems but so even weird then, to I guess, base it off of that because like there was clearly already a lot of hype. But like I watched it. I was a part of that viewership, but I watched the first couple episodes and then I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Maybe like, it was Big Josh Boy. The Big Josh Boy got it for him. You know, maybe it's like Spotify where all you have to do is like get past the 30 second uh, thing to include yourself in the right. actual like amount listened. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. maybe, I don't know. maybe, but there you go. Cuphead getting a season two. Uh, right. Big Josh boy. We hey. have thoroughly covered all the stuff in oh. our new stuff section. So uh, it is time to talk about our indie shout outs for this week. Take it away. I didn't realize that was going to be a transition. I thought you were just going to start talking about something different. Nah, like, dude. Like, nah. Like a real You're transition. like, I thought you were going to get into your Subway sandwich again. Yeah. Like, what did it taste like? Yeah. How was it on white bread? Fucking flaky. That's what it was. I got mm. a garbage deal with this bread, but whatever. Big Josh boy, tell me about uh, Edric's Conquest. Edric's Conquest. This is... Uh, a very interesting little game that I saw on Twitter the other day. Um, it doesn't have a lot of followers. Um, and they are eventually, it's fairly soon, I think, they're going to be launching a Kickstarter. But I like the idea behind it. There's not too much shown with this. This is very much a early in development type game. Um, or at least so it seems. But I enjoy where they're taking inspiration from. Their main places that they're saying that they're trying to build this game off of is from a mix between Skyrim and Diablo. So think of like the look and feel and gameplay of Diablo, 
but more of a Skyrim open world quests, you know, choices that you make in the game. Um, there's elements of you could be either like an evil guy or a good guy based on what you're doing. There's different types of ways to transform yourself to these like weird, like evil mutations or something that they were saying in the Steam page. Uh, and then there's up to seven people can play in a multiplayer match as well as PVP. So it's one of those games where, you know, this could be too good to be true where there's elements where who knows what will actually come to fruition when this game really does launch but i gotta say i've seen a lot of games that are you know diablo type likes um but i've never really seen it with the the saying of like inspired by skyrim and trying to be more of that type of like maybe quest heavy game rather than just a constant go from one place and destroy enemies uh which granted that's what skyrim is but like there's a different feel to a game like skyrim versus a game like diablo there's not as much quests as there is like go to this one area of the map and there's a monster you're gonna kill right whereas maybe there's difference of like having towns and peoples that you can interact with and having like the npcs and things that you can do whatever kind of storylines or quest lines or i i don't really know because obviously this is still early into uh development uh and their kickstarter still hasn't released but it seems like an interesting one it's one that i want to keep tabs on that i'll uh continue to watch i followed them on twitter if you're interested in any of this they're uh exactly the name of the game it's at edrix conquest i know that's kind of weird so i'll just spell it out it's e-d-r-i-c-k-s-c-o-n quest um i don't know i think it's one to keep an eye on i'm looking forward to whatever comes out of it i'm hoping it's a an amazing game but if not then you know whatever no skin off my nose i do think it's hilarious that they have this like banner on their steam page that says now on kickstarter that you click on yeah it's not (laughs) it's weird i was i was like oh i bet they just had this from before and didn't update it and like the kickstarter is already passed and then i clicked on it it wasn't even started yet and i was like is this like gonna launch tomorrow or something like but yeah uh, it's probably just they got ahead of themselves because there's a lot of times where like i've talked with developers who are like yeah we're gonna launch a kickstarter and then it's like it doesn't happen right away because there's like a lot of stuff i guess you have to do beforehand i don't really know too much about the, the inside baseball of it but it seems like a lot of hoopla to go through and get a kickstarter uh off the ground yeah yeah i would assume so because you you have to make like you have to make both the video and the like just the the standard assets uh like jpegs and such for it among other things like you have to come up with tiers you actually have to figure out how you're going to produce those if you you know don't want to be a dick like yeah there's (laughs) a lot that goes into kickstarter so uh speaking of kickstarter my indie shout out for this week is a game over on kickstarter it's called sons of valhalla i ended up coming across it uh in the like hashtag indie game section of Twitter. It is a 2D base building strategy game. It looks a lot like Kingdom Two Crowns where you kind of like build up this, uh, you build up a village and then you go seemingly fight these. I want to say you play as Vikings and you are either pillaging like native or like medieval lands or you trying to defend your own. It's very odd and I'm not 100% sure on what exactly is happening because like Mm -hmm. it says that seemingly your character's village was burned down. Um, But from what I understand, it's like, 
you know, Vikings like fucking went and fucked people shit up, right? Like they were literally raiding parties. Like it's what they did. I, you kind of on the wrong side of history here, my friend. But uh, yeah, it, they basically like you can build up your city, your village. Um, then you can go out. You can seemingly do these these raiding parties where you go and fight these towns. You have a bunch of little minions that you have go around. You also fight yourself. So from what I understand, a little bit different from uh, Kingdom Two Crowns. But you can, there are like boss fights, which seem really interesting. Yeah. Something that I just came across. I, I like the idea of like commanding units. I think that's pretty cool. Boss fights are cool. And the like fortress raids seem really interesting. Uh, but other than that, I don't have like a massive amount to say about it. It does have like, I want to say 23 Three, yeah, 23 days left to go on Kickstarter at the time of this recording. It's uh, also got like $18,127 out high. of $21,758. Yeah, so I'd assume it's going to hit it, but it does seem like a really cool game and just wanted yeah. to give it a quick shout out. Yeah, but, I do like the artwork to it. It definitely looks yeah. uh, like, especially in the cutscenes. The the gameplay definitely isn't like my cup of tea. I think just because more of the like the placement of units and like the actual base building part. I just I've never been into that. But the game does look nice. And I thought the same thing when I saw the boss fights. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like it's an extra layer to this. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, so it is time to hop into our audience questions. Ryan writes in and asks, does it change your outlook on an outlook? What? Outlook on an old movie or TV show when you know the actor has died? I personally don't feel comfortable watching something when I know the person I am watching has passed away. One of the reasons I avoid old TV. That's actually really mm. interesting. I it is. Huh. I wonder why that is that you avoid it. That's kind yeah. of... But Big Josh Boy, does it make you feel any different when you know the people in it have died? No, so it is interesting to me that Ryan has this interesting like avoidance of of these older shows. I honestly have never thought about it until this question was brought in because like I for the most part, I couldn't even think of anyone who that would have been a problem for me. But like I just watched the Harry Potter movies over again and I was thinking there's like a bunch of people who are. Yeah, the no guy longer. who plays Snape, I yeah, think like died. Snape, Snape yeah. Dumbledore died um, in more ways than one. Spoilers for a very long. <laughs> um, but like I it just doesn't even cross my mind. Like maybe if we were like outside of the scope of the video and talking about it and being like, oh yeah, can you believe Snape Donner? He's dead, blah, blah. But like otherwise, it's just like, yeah, that's Snape. Like I I very much uh, disassociate myself from the actor versus the character in shows or in movies. So for me, it's like Snape's not dead unless, you know, he was to die in the show. It's like Alan Rickman, I think is his name. No, nah, I'm not sure. The actual yeah, okay. No Regardless, like that guy's dead, right? Like, but I don't. Yeah. I don't associate him with that character in the same regards of like I can't watch this because it's that person. Um, but I, but I also like I've never been a person who has been that like concerned or crazy into like other stars or people of you know that nature it's always just been like yeah they're an actor they're, they're whatever like they've never really impacted me like i could see this being much different if it was like 
the person in a movie was someone I I knew, right? Like this is a, a distant family member or maybe someone even closer, right? Like that kind of shit. I'd be like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this because it would probably hurt. But like, if I don't know them, it doesn't really matter as much to me, but I, I respect the decision of like trying to avoid it. If it gives you that, you know, that anxiety or that feeling of like not wanting to watch it, like it's totally understandable. It's just, I've never really, it's never affected me. I do have to ask, Ryan, before you go to watch anything, do you Google to see if people are dead in it? Like, are you like, see, oh, I'm going to go watch this movie. Hold up. Is everyone alive? Like, I got to know. Like, I really want to know if you do that or if it's just after the fact it makes you uncomfortable. It is. Yeah, it is kind of well, weird because you never really think about how they're like. It's they're like a snapshot in time of right, like right, just a true. person. I guess literally pictures, any sort of video are those same things. But right, I, but yeah, it is. As, it is very weird. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm obviously I don't want to speak for Ryan, but I assume it would be more of like the things that they've already seen before and going back to something, right? Because otherwise, yeah. yeah, you don't really know. And you probably like if it's something new, it's it's not always the case. Like it's very it's much more of a rare situation where you're going to watch it and be like, this person just died and it came out like like with the with the Batman movie with um the person who played the Joker, um, not the Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, like that was one of those moments where like for some people it was probably hard to watch. Right. I There were a lot of people who went and watched it specifically because he died. They were right. like, oh, this performance supposedly tormented him so much that he died. And I well, remember that being a big selling point for that movie, not in like literal circles where they didn't advertise yeah. it like, boy's dead, go see this. It was like a lot of people that I went to school with at the time and then I just knew were like, oh, yeah, I got to go see it because apparently his Joker's so scary it killed him. Like, that's some weird shit right there. So... But uh, no, I don't actually do it at all. It doesn't really change anything. I, I guess negatively. If anything, it's it's more positive where I will go watch something because like, oh, like when Nathan Fillion dies, you best believe I'm going to go and I'm going to watch Firefly. I'm going to watch Castle. I'm going to watch The Rookie. I'm going to watch Serenity. Like I'm, I'm going to consume as much content with Nathan Fillion in it as possible because I love that actor. And I really enjoy all the work he's done. Right. But yeah, it's, it's almost it's it's in a way like honoring the person, right? And like what they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, dude, I almost fucking said surreal again. Serial uh-huh. SC writes in and actually answers this question. They say the dark knight immediately comes to mind here, following uh right up to Brandon Lee in The Crow, the old one but crazy. Or, uh, that is an old one, but crazy. That is like a really weird one to learn that like I'm fairly certain Brandon Lee actually died on the set of The Crow, like filming that movie died, which is pretty insane. So yeah, that that is kind of odd. Um, Serial SC also writes in with another question. They say, my question is, are there certain items, food, you have to buy in brand name versions only? For example, I don't eat off-brand ketchup. And they did like a throwing up emoji. Uh, but mustard is mustard, no matter the brand. <laughs> so Big Josh boy, do you buy anything specifically? Like, will you refuse to buy anything but Heinz ketchup? That's the second time somebody's fucking rung my doorbell, dude. Who's coming to my house? People trying to steal your dog. Maybe. But also Maybe being it's my sister and it. I'm going to kick her down the stairs. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, not really. 
Um, this is an interesting question because there's like in in my household there used to be a specific like my my wife loves mayo and it would have to be a specific type. Um, but for me personally, I feel like I'm very uh, to put it like like a shitty way to say it, but just like lazy. And I'll just eat it if it's there kind of a thing. And if it's the right ketchup, whatever that means, so be it. But like, I don't, ketchup is ketchup. Um, oh my God, not... if they ring again, dude, I'm going to freak out. Uh-huh. I'm going to go find out who's ringing my fucking doorbell. I swear to They're God. Coming. Uh, yeah, I don't think, the only thing that I can think of actually is um, I I love cold brew coffee. But I've tried a bunch of different types, and the only one that I will drink is this one by Stock. But I wouldn't say that's really a name brand thing. It's just like I only like one specific brand. So even to that, like, because I I'll usually get the ones that like I go in. You know, you I don't know what your your uh, grocery store was, but down here we have Publix, and it, we either go to like Publix or or you know Target or whatever. I'll always get the one that's like the cheaper, like the grocery store's version because. It's like the same damn thing and it's just cheaper. So like, why not? Yeah, I specifically like the the ketchup thing. I buy off-brand ketchup all the time. Like I see no reason or off-brand ketchup all the time. I see no reason to pay for like the label or anything. I guess there are certain things that just taste different. Like you like the for taste sure. of one ketchup over another or whatever. Um I almost never buy brand name stuff, I guess. I specifically like the Nissin ramen. I don't like the Maruchin ramen. But outside of that, I don't know if I could give like a specific example of anything that I buy like a brand name. I do buy off-brand stuff a lot. Because yeah. I think the off-brand stuff is often just remarkably more tasty than the brand name stuff. You know, that's interesting. Which is weird because you pay yeah. more for it's the brand name. Because I I don't have that same like insight into it. Mine is just they taste for the most part the same, and I don't care enough. And I'm like, why am I gonna pay more money if I don't give a shit? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just like something my parents did when I was younger or something Fucked like up them that. Taste like, buds, baby. Yeah, it's kind they of were like, like the Their food is great. And you're like, yes. exactly, dude. Dude, no joke. My dad fucking used to make shit called bean burger. It was just beans, burger, and ketchup. That's it. Those are the three ingredients that this fucking shit is. And he's like, my mom used to make this all the time. And I was like, and you were poor. Like that was, that is an established fact, but that shit is delicious. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with like, it. Like, let's fucking grow. I'm so, I, also grow, you will apparently. grow. You I was going to say mad. go, but you're going to grow. You will uh, grow. Phil writes in and says, and this is a long one, so bear with me, yeah. okay? I got to read the whole thing for it to make sense. So, do you? as you may or may not know, I am Australian. How he didn't get this fixed immediately being the Wombat Emperor of Australia, either, you know, being the Emperor or unleashing his Wombat army to either fix this issue or murder the people involved. I don't know, but whatever. Um, I actually live in the island state of Tasmania down at the bottom. We have two main cables that connect our internet to the rest of the world. Last week, our entire state essentially lost internet for half a day because both cables were cut by dickheads not checking for the cables before doing roadworks and construction, meaning that we couldn't pay for anything with cards, couldn't get money out of the banks, couldn't even download the latest episode of IndiePod. My That's question is, issue. 
I know, dude. Who cares if you can't pay your rent? You can't fucking, you can't get the good old dandy bad, you know? It's like you couldn't hear me talk about how I wanted to impersonate doctors. You know, it's good stuff. It's true. Um, my question is, if the internet suddenly ceased to exist, how do you think you would cope? I don't know that I'd survive. I mean, it depends on how long, right? Because like here in Florida, we have hurricanes and hurricanes are notorious for taking out your power and for you uh, to be kind of stranded for like possibly a week or longer where you just don't have electricity at all, um, which sucks because that's why old people die because they melt in Florida. I don't know why all the old people wanted to come here. It seems like a terrible idea, but they did it. Maybe um, that's the selling point. They're like, in Florida, you melt. And they were like, that's an interesting experience. I, uh, I've i had a dull life so far. I want to be the Wicked Witch of the West and just so. collapse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's got their bucket list, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, so in that regards, like I've done it before, you know, I've gone the week or week and a half or possibly more of just being like, I'm fucking bored and I'm hot and did, like it's awful. Um, but, you know, you play a couple board games, do whatever, you hang out with people. It's OK. Um, but the part about like how once you lose Internet, there's a lot of things you don't think about that you're disconnected from, like not being able to take money out. Like if I couldn't pay with a credit card or pay online, I don't have money. Like all yeah. of my money is virtual in, in a lot of ways. Like it's just something that through the internet, someone knows I have a bunch of money in a bank and then they take it from there and that's all I need to know, right? The minute that's disconnected, I got nothing. Like you need to start burying gold in your backyard. You just you throw in a couple alligators in there, nobody's going to try to get it. It's true. I won't either. Um, <laughs> it's it is it is scary in a way, and like I understand the people who who do that whole thing where they're like, I gotta hide all my money in a mattress or whatever, because you know there's well obviously for them there's usually a bit more to that, <laughs> but like it is weird how connected we have become and how the idea of just losing internet now has become such a thing that would destroy us. Whereas there was a time not that long ago where it wasn't even in existence. And it's just become such a big part of our lives for just about everyone. Um, yeah, like everything I do is online. I wouldn't be able to work. I work from home on a laptop. I didn't have internet. I'd lose my job. If I didn't have internet, wouldn't be able to pay for stuff. I wouldn't be able to order food because I just order from an app on Target and then pick it up because I'm lazy and I don't want to walk inside because why, why do it if someone else can, you know, um, I would just die. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say in summation, I would not cope. I would die. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel pretty much the same. Like most of my enjoyment is tied into the internet. So like maybe I would, uh, you know, live, but is it really living? You know, like if, you can't if get I can't those watch dumbass, of like fucking yeah, no, no waifus. Slime uh, pictures, yeah, no slime pics, no, you know, just generally erotically charged media. Um, of course, money's a problem, but like, I also can't just like uh, listen to audiobooks. Some big audiobook guy mm -hmm. can't listen to podcasts, can't do any of that. So, like, yeah. it would just be so boring. I would so not be into it. Like, yeah, like I would just, if it I, wouldn't even be that I died, I would just kill myself. Like, granted, like, here's the thing. 
if we didn't if we didn't know it was happening like in phil's case it would be awful if someone was like internet is ceasing to exist uh in a week from now i might be I okay think we would have bigger problems dude I think if the internet ceased to exist, it would be like, okay, this is the collapse of mankind as we know it. Like, there's, I'm going to have to go buy a gun. How am I going to buy that? I, mean, I don't but know. That, but I you don't have, have the week, internet. You have a week to prepare, right? So oh, okay. Like, so it's like the purge. Like, yeah, you have a week to prepare the internet, for the purge. It's the internet purge. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. And then, like, the bank would be like, oh, you owe us money. And I'd be like, how? Yeah. You have no record of this. Like now, yeah, now would be the time to be in debt if the internet purge is good point, dude. Good point, man. Fucking, I wonder if Phil became debt free for like a solid couple days. You know, <laughs> he's like, he was living, like, I've living his best living life. life to the fullest over here. I, yeah. I might not be able to buy anything, but guess what? I can't pay anything either. What? what? Sometimes it's it's good. It's good to be a free man, you know. I love the way this question is phrased. Uh, they also write in and say, ever done a really, really massive boop? <laughs> I mean, I've had I've had some large ones. I've, I've had ones where you're like, this hurts. I don't know if this will come out. Like, it's it's a struggle. But honestly, a lot of I, I poop way too much. Like same two two times plus a day is like the normal. It's just yeah. It's what I do. And so I feel like I can't really do a massive one if I'm doing it so much, you know? Yeah, that's that's also my thing is that, like, my poop is never solid. So no. Oh, you well, know? that's... You should I'm not see a, a healthy person. You should see so, Mine are all solid, yeah. but I just... I feel like it's because I have a fast metabolism, but maybe I'm just using that excuse. But, like, I will eat dinner and literally be like, that was a great meal. It's time to poop. Like, it just... <laughs> immediately has to go yeah i've done that before too and my wife like i've been like oh i gotta go poop out this dinner and she's like there's no way you're literally pooping this dinner like you're obviously go you're you're dropping last night's dinner or the lunch or whatever and i'm like no trust me it's this one like i'll see the leaves whatever if it's a salad like (laughs) i'll see the leaves i can feel it i'm telling you right now it's this dinner right now i get it so ever done a really, really massive poop? No, I can't say I have because I'm not a healthy boy. I feel like that is a sign of a healthy boy. So Phil, obviously your your fucking imperialness has given you some sort of quirk to where uh, you you could buy the health. You're probably immortal. I don't even know. You probably have more money than the world uh, actually can comprehend. Healthcare. Might I have be no idea. Over there too. Also, uh, should probably invest that in Ryan Bucks. They're going to be true. just like that's true. That's a great new investment yep. right there. Uh, Zach writes in and says, "If you died and haunted your wife, what would be the one thing that you could do to let your wife instantly know it was you doing the haunting?" So, have you ever heard anything about Houdini? Um, I mean, like the magician? like the escape like, artist, the yeah, magician. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I've heard of how them, much do you like, know about Houdini outside of like, oh, he did like the fucking, uh, like I, I think it's the water torture chamber is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a few of the like the acts, but like I don't know anything about him. Oh, okay. So you don't know that Houdini was actually like 
a massive, uh, I, I want to say proponent, or at least initially, he was super into the idea of the afterlife, I believe specifically because he wanted to speak to his dead father. So he went around to like all of these different psychics mm. and... Um, he was like trying to like contact his father in the afterlife and eventually got soured on it because everyone just fucking took his money and dipped kind of a thing. Cause yeah. like no such thing or whatever, yeah. but, uh, he actually started debunking psychics near the end where he would like, he became basically the bane of psychics living where he would be like, this is how they're doing it. They're frauds, whatever. And he knew that several psychics would try to be little dickheads about his death. So he literally did this where he and his wife had a code between the two of them where they were like, okay, if a psychic gives you these specific numbers or this specific phrase, that's how you know it's me. That's how you know this is real. And of course, after he died, uh, there were psychics who tried to say that they contacted him. And there was even once where the code I believe was like actually given, but it turned out that like he his wife was actually in the relationship with the person and wanted to do it for the money because there was actually like a monetary value that he placed to this where he was like, it was like a contest. He was like, if you can actually do this, I will give you, I think it was like a hundred thousand dollars, which at the time is a lot of money or whatever. But yeah, he actually did this. Of course it never really came to fruition, but it just reminded me of this. And I was like, such a weird fucking thing. That's Um, interesting. But I guess if you died and haunted your wife, yeah, is there yeah. one thing that you could do that she would be like, Big Josh boy, how you hanging? How you hanging, baby? Um, th- this is a really cool question. And now after reading it, I kind of want to be like, let's let's come up with something. Yeah. Honestly, the only thing that I can think of that's like always on the regular is we have this ritual of like every night, I will not want to go to bed because I just have a horrible sleep schedule and I'm an idiot and have bad priorities and want to play games or do stuff rather than go to bed. So I'll stay with her in bed for a little bit and then I'll be like, all right, it's time for you to go to bed. Bye bye. And I'll leave. (laughs) And every night I always will start walking away and she's like, fan, please. And I have to turn on the fan right before she goes to bed because she's already in bed and she doesn't want to get out of it. So I think what I would do is just every night she would get in bed and she'd be like, oh, I got to turn on that fan. And then I'm like, click that thing on and be like fans on Just always, oh, okay. always right that's kind of cute yeah. okay um trying to think like of a similar thing that i could do uh, that's actually kind of a hard one my wife often anytime i get up she's like can you fill up my cup and that's, it's like that's another thing. one that i was thinking it's about like she, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like she literally waits for me to get up before yeah, they, deciding that she wants you to fill up her cup. My wife does the like, same thing. Fucking asshole. Every like, time. Literally every time. And it's so insane. And I'm like, sure, I guess it's, I will. It's funny, dude. I it, the same thing happens to me where I will literally we'll be sitting down, I'll get up, I'll get something for myself, and I'll sit down and she'll be like, Oh, could you get me water? And I'll be like, What the fuck you had all that time? <laughs> I was just there. Why would you ask now? <laughs> Luckily, my wife, not that big of a butthole. She, she like, at like, least when I stand up and I'm like going to walk out of the room to like come in here and play a game or something. She's like, hey, you fill up my cup? And I'm like, oh, fucking sure. Yeah, of course. I can You're do like, that. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't want to be a dick about it. Nope. So, like, yeah, I definitely think, like, one night after I'm dead, a year or two from now, obviously, once again, not a healthy boy. She'll be, of course, she'll grieve, whatever. She'll get past it. One night, she'll be sitting in bed. She'll be slurping because uh, she drinks a lot of fluids, almost never water. But, like, she'll be drinking, hopefully, water. And then I'll hear the like the bubbles that are like, oh, end of the cup before she stands up. Boom. Snatch the cup. Fill it up. She's like, oh, my God, is my husband here? And I will be like, yes, we can make pottery centrally together. You know, like it's what goes to do. It's what goes to do. That I could also just uh, poke her directly in the butthole anytime she bends down. She would definitely know that was me as well. Is that so, a normal thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's like, for some reason, I think I did it like once as like a joke because I thought it would be funny that like she was bending over and I just poked her in the butt. And then uh, it just became a thing yeah. to the point where like literally any time she bent over, she clenched her butt cheeks. So I could not poke her in the butthole. She anticipated it. But I mean, recently I've stopped poking her in the butthole, but I guarantee you. Yeah. If I was a ghost and I poked her in the butthole, she would know that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. good old yeah. phantom poke. I like. I it. know, right? The, the the good old phantom molestation. Who doesn't love that? She might just like think I'm the fucking ghost of Bill Cosby or something. That's so I don't true. know. Like, yeah, it, it might not be. The mm-hmm. maybe she'd be like, "What, David?" And I'd be like, "Hold up, what?" And I'd be like, "Who? Who's that? Who did? She the like, fuck? I got you a ball." Like, I would be okay with it ghosted. if you thought I was just a ghost pudding pop, but I ain't no David. <laughs> so that is the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside the show, you could do so in a bunch of different ways. You can hit me up at High Legion. You can check out the shows at the uh, at IndiePod. And you could – I'm mixed up because I did mine first. Didn't mean to. So once again, okay. at IndiePod for the show, at High Legion for me. At the underscore George 90 for Big Josh a bully. You know, check all those out. Good stuff. Uh, of course, you got to go through the housekeeping one more time before we hop off. Check out that Color Grave developer interview going live this Wednesday. I believe the 9th, yep, the 9th of March. They're talking about the game Cursed Cra- or Curse Crackers from Whom the Bell Tolls. I just said from again, for whom the bell tolls. Uh, check out the IndiePod store over on Teespring. Head over to YouTube, just type in IndiePod, you can subscribe, you can watch these episodes there, you can watch Josh's uh, most recent developer interview at the time of this recording. Leave a review on any site in which you could do so, specifically iTunes and Spotify. Help us out the most. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our $3 patrons and higher if you give us any amount of money, any amount of your time. We absolutely love you and thank you for it. Serial SC. Thank you. Look at that. Fucking got it. Uh, Ryan, Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, history. John, bro. Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, and Sanfield from Canada. Thank you all so much. You're all so amazing. And we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ooh. Ooh. What are you, ghosts? Ghost fun? Yeah, dude. You're going to get poked in the butthole. You're like, I know that's ghost fun right there. I'm looking for it. I like how now you uh, you seem aggressive at the uh, cereal. <laughs> like, yeah, because like, I'm pissing myself off at this point. 